Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Welcome back to Season 4 of Convert Central Here in Convert Central, we bridge the gap between Muslims from all backgrounds in Singapore regardless of whether you are converts, born Muslim or prospective Muslim Our podcasts are uploaded on Mondays and Fridays and our community events are held every month Be sure to join us whenever you can and let us know how we can do better on our social media platforms like Instagram or TikTok Recommend any of your convert friends to us so that they can share their stories via the forms you can find on our Instagram bio. So from all of us to you, we pray that this new season is enjoyable and beneficial. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Convert Central. Uh, in the last episode, we discussed uh, Sis Amira's story on how she came to Islam and you know what were the things that led up to her conversion. It's a very interesting discussion. I think it's the first time that we've um, got the chance to explore um, the fact that coming to Islam is, some, is, is a... Is a choice that involves not just reason but also faith right and some people come into islam maybe because they have a reason but you know it's per- perfectly okay for people to come into islam because they feel like islam is the right choice for them as well without having a, a specific reason attached to, to that choice and how we see that manifesting in their lives is that after they, they become muslims right they become much better people and their lives change and one of the biggest change is that we gain a new purpose of the hereafter and and we gain the knowledge and the awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you guys are interested to listen to that story, head back to episode 2. And inshallah today, uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about some of her challenges coming to Islam. And um, I've had the privilege to know Sis Amira since she, she took her shahada. And I've got a glimpse of uh, the challenges that she, she, she faced, you know, coming to Islam. So I'd just like to start off by this, um, by, by, by just a question, a summary question to ask, you know, what were some difficulties for you coming to Islam? Um, was it based on family? Was it based on like your ibadah or, or some, some other issues that, that you face uh, coming to Islam? Okay, so I guess before I touch on the challenges, I want to touch on um, how having the intuition and like having it feel right. And that being the drive for you to um, see a connection with God, I think it's, um, to me it was also very important that I don't just go purely by this, this intuition. I, I felt that it was very important for me to truly like go and find out what ex- what exactly is this religion about, to find out uh, like what are the beliefs, um, what am I exactly get, getting into uh, what am I going to become if I say I really become a Muslim. So I think both this intuition and this the reasoning side of us has to come hand in hand. And it's very important uh, for me because um, I also remember like learning about how the, the first word that was um, actually revealed to our Prophet Salam is actually uh, Ikra, which is greed. It, it shows like seeking knowledge and seeking for the truth is very important in Islam. And also to differentiate what is the truth and from falsehoods, uh, basically. Uh, so I find that both these innate feelings and like you wanting to keep finding out more, it should go together. And as Islam is a balanced religion, right? We should have a balance of both. Uh. So one challenge for me in in my journey to my conversion was actually learning about Islam itself. Like there are so many resources out there talking about Islam. So many Islamic books, videos, so many imams coming out online um, to talk about, um, to spread da'wah, to talk about Islam. And 
so what who exactly is saying the truth because you know some muslims might come with very strong views some might come with very um, flexible views or some might be very very liberal so what is that who is actually saying the right thing like for me that was very very confusing um up till now i still find it quite a challenge to differentiate what is right and wrong that's one challenge because before i met cc i didn't really have many um friends i could really talk about islam with so you know i couldn't really ask someone okay like what which could I should I buy or whatever, you know, things like that. Mm. I remember like buying my first Quran, I was like very scared. I was thinking, what if I read this version uh, of English translation and it's like completely <laughs> whack and yeah, so I, I really actually researched like, okay, what kind of translation is suitable uh, for me. And I think the advice for fellow converts uh, or people who are trying to learn about Islam, yeah, we don't start off speaking Arabic also, right? So usually we go to English translations. So um, there are many English translations out there. Uh, there are many resources, right? But, you know, but it's always good to ask around, uh, you know, see the reviews, um, ask people you trust, uh, ask your, the, our Asatizas, or even like the people at the bookshops, like Wada books, you know, they are the best people with the knowledge. Huh? You know, don't be afraid to keep, to open your eyes and like have an open mind to see all the different kinds of viewpoints that different people have. Don't be too quick to shut down other people's point of view and instead we seek to understand the other person's point of view, even if you disagree. Huh? Um, there are some things that in Islam that at first I disagree with, but afterwards I slowly uh, I, I listen to other people's opinions and then I start to understand. Okay, there could become some kind of a in a middle ground to it. Yeah, so I I urge um, I guess not just converts but also born Muslims right to actually open your eyes uh, and open your ears. Um, seek to understand uh, as our prophet would have. And remember that Islam is a religion of peace. So, yeah. I have a point to add on. So I just wanted to um, add that in the previous podcast we talked about, you, you mentioned that like some the challenges of converts and born Muslims are very similar. And indeed, that's true. Like how we segment our uh, the people that we try to help uh, is we segment by new born Muslims, practicing Muslims, number one. And then we segment one group as new converts or Muslims returning to Islam. It's because the challenges that they, they have are very similar, like learning how to pray. It's not just a convert issue, it's a born Muslim. Uh, if you have never learned how to salat, Yusuf is that same issue. Wearing the hijab, same issues, same challenges. And, and you know, um, we are blessed in Singapore as uh, towards a specific challenge of seeking knowledge from where it's credible, right? At least in Singapore itself, which is why for Common Central, we also focus on our own Singapore context, right? Anyone who wants to seek credible Islamic knowledge, right? And anyone who is a new Muslim, right? The one stop place to go to is Darul Akam. Like, if you want to buy a book and you're, you're, you're not sure on how to verify that book is, is good or not, go to the bookshop of Darul Akam. They, they will do the check for you, you know? If you're unsure of what to recite or whether this recitation of the dua or in your prayers is correct or not, then go to Darul Akam. They actually specialize in helping converts uh, understand 
uh, topics like this. Right. So, uh, and this this offer is not just extended to converts. You know, you don't have to bring your converts card and then you get granted access to the building. Even Bob Muslims who are who are who have never had their experience or opportunity to learn Islam, they too can come to Dara come to to ask and to you know learn. So at least in Singapore we have this avenue and it's a very useful beneficial avenue for us to uh you know benefit from. So all the more we should be using more of it, right? So if like like what also sees Amira said. There are also reputable uh, organizations other than Darul Akam, right? If it's if it, books are talking about, Warada books are is one good resource. They have it online as well. But importantly, is to make sure that what we are buying from or what we are learning from is credible, you know. And if you guys are not, you know, are not comfortable with making that verification yourself, then Darul Akam is that one stop place for you, for all of us to go to at, at least, right? So that's that. I wanted to just add in that, and and that is indeed one challenge that we all go through. And I wish I had someone tell me that when I was first coming into Islam because we all like what you say we always always hate to like Sheikh Dr. Google you know uh, Ustaz Facebook you know uh, Ustazah YouTube and then we all learn versions of Islam that might not be applicable to to Singapore even though this is a valid interpretation of Islam so um, hopefully this helps to shorten the learning curve and that's one challenge that not just like converts face but a lot of bomb Muslims also face which is great that we got to touch on it um, one challenge that is specific to converts though um, might be this one that we might want to talk about, right? So for you, how did your family and friends react to your conversion? And for you, was that a challenge for you? Uh, okay, definitely it was a big challenge for me. But actually, I did not expect it to be a challenge because <laughs> I was very naive back in the day. Because <laughs> I'm actually, uh, I'm very close with my mother, especially I'm, I have a very good relationship with both my parents. I come from a very loving uh, set of parents and I have a very loving sister also. I never really had much family issues in my life. For me, family was always a source of comfort and um, and peace. Uh. I guess the closeness of my relationship with my mom, um, it led me to believe that she would accept me regardless She's a very actually I believe that even though she's of now she's quite of age, but she's actually pretty open open minded uh, for for a middle aged Chinese lady, <laughs> I would say. Throughout my teenage years I did have some struggles with mental health up, up till today, but she has always been very supportive and very accepting. She and she wouldn't like uh ostracize me or belittle me uh, for anything she would still love me as well and despite all of the hardship that I brought upon her so I feel that uh, I, I owe a lot to my mother as well um, and I believe that she will really accept me <laughs> for anything, like no matter who I become and I actually opened up to her about Islam and then she she was quite visibly upset uh, I actually mentioned that I just like trying to learn about Islam. And then she she said, okay, I know about it. I I see the Islamic books in your room. <laughs> yes, but but she had a lot to say. Huh? Like she was not happy about it. She had she just keep coming at me with a lot of misconceptions of Islam. Like, you know, they don't have rights for women. She said, um, you're becoming a minority. And then she said, you know, better not 
go into all this, uh, don't be so absorbed into all this before it's too late. So actually I felt very disheartened by what she said that I, from then on, I just did everything, uh, all my practices in secret, like praying and fasting, going to the mosque, um, all of it I did without my parents uh, knowing because I just didn't want them to be upset, lah, basically. And as time passed by, uh, after I took my shahada, shortly after I took my shahada, somehow they just had this very um, cold shoulder attitude towards me. Like out of the blue, they just started becoming very um, distant towards me. And I could not understand why, because I did not even tell them about my conversion. And um, I didn't mention anything to, to them uh, that I converted. So I was wondering, where is this like, like coldness coming from? And it was a very hard period of my time uh, those few weeks because I just felt like I was a stranger in my family. It was exactly like, like for example, like somebody renting out a room to me like that. I just come home and then I go back. You know, yeah, those few weeks were very tough for me. I felt like I was stranger. I was a stranger in my family, but at the same time, I, I mean, I had a lot of advice from my convert friends. Um, I had a lot of advice from my friends that um, you know, just show their best attitude, just be a good daughter to them, and don't speak ill of them. Don't uh, be angry with them. Just do as they say and like try your best to be a good daughter. So that is what I tried to do, uh, Like. I would do, I would take the extra to do more things to make them happy, la, or at least what I think would make them happy. But as but to no avail, they would still be very cold and distant to me. So I was very confused. Then one day my father sat me down and then he was like, um, you need to go talk to your mother. Like I'm very uh I'm very upset that she is upset. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> like I was very confused, like what's going on. So basically, um my dad asked me um, if I have converted and I had to answer him, I had to tell him the truth. And then he said, um, he actually broke down to me and he said, why, why would you think that we will not accept you? Um, actually, we, you know, we, we love you, but you are, but now it is as if you are a stranger to us. It is as if you are so afraid of us. Like, we just want our daughter. So I, I just felt very sad. La. Like he said I'm not handling it right. But I I have no idea what is the right way to act la, in such situations, you know. So it was a very tough time navigating like you know accepting Islam, embracing Islam and like finding my parents' acceptance. Because for me, I guess I want to I want to embrace Islam, but my family needs time to accept. Um, having a Muslim daughter, you know. Yes, you want to be a Muslim, but that means that your family is now has a Muslim family member. So that is not easy for anyone to accept. Uh. I mean, I didn't know, really know how to navigate it. So, um, yeah, so after that, I spoke to my mother. And like after she knew about my conversion, she also broke down and she said a lot of very hurtful things to me. Um, a lot of misconceptions about Islam as well. 
by the time she was very emotional and I and I think she, she was trying to understand she was trying to face the fact that now her, her daughter is like is, is now a different person uh, in, in her view and I mean I understand like all this is out of love and concern like all from all my parents um, reactions right they would not have reacted like that if, if they didn't love me or if they didn't care about me it's only because they love me and they care about me that they reacted so strongly. So I knew the best thing to do is not to rebut whatever they say because um, in the state of anger, you know, they say a lot of things but uh, that, that they might not mean. Uh, so I just let her um, express her anger and then slowly after that, um, as time passed, they start to be, they start to calm down and then they start to be more accepting of me. Um, not say accepting, but more of tolerant of my, the new version of me, I guess. At home, I'm also not really outwardly Muslim um, because I don't wear the hijab in front of them. So um, they don't really have this like strong impression of like, okay, she's a Muslim, but they still know and they still sort of um, try their best to adapt to my practices. Like, um, they will cook halal meat, they will buy halal meat, and they will tell me, like, for example, if they, they want to cook a non-halal dish, they will tell me, like, okay, that one has pork. And, yeah, and actually, they after they come down, they start to... It's like as if I come back. It's like my family come back to me. Like, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually gave me back my parents. <laughs> Um, but I remember it being very difficult because I just felt like it would never end. Like, how, when would this, um, what would my relationship with my parents ever improve? I just felt like it was so difficult at that time. I had the privilege of, you know, being a source of support for you. And when I saw you going through this challenge, right? I've never seen beyond my own challenges and how I broke down as a person, right? I've never seen up close like another convert going through such difficulty and, um, you know, um, being in so much stress and struggle and emotional distress um, until I realized that, you know, you, you had your own challenges as a, as, as a Muslim man, as a very new Muslim man, in fact. It was, I think it was less than a month your conversion. I, I recall myself um, thinking like this was such a questioning event. Like why why would we have to go through such challenges? Like one does one have, why does one have to go through such challenges, right? And I recall two two stories lah. Um, the, the first story was was one of the occurrences of the story of the Prophet وسلم, where they had wanted to set out for Umrah, which is a pilgrimage, and they had made a month long journey taking a path towards. Mecca from Medina that was not, never tread upon and I recall that when they had reached Mecca the, the soles and the feet of the, the Prophet and his companions were, were drenched in blood and they left a trail of blood on, 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 that, on that way because they wanted to take away that where nobody would see them because they were going for pilgrimage they didn't bring their weapons and then after that when they reached where they were supposed to go they were told to go back home you know and uh, before that they had to sign a treaty 
you know, to say that if with a lot of disadvantages terms, in fact, at the point of time when they first, when they first made that treaty, you know, then you start to think like, um, even the companions also had their, their, their doubts. They, they were asking the prophet, like, why, why are we losing? Like, why are we, aren't we the ones on the path of truth? Now we, I, I'm, I'm reserving the message of God, you know? And another occurrence is also when, when one of the other prophets, Prophet Ayub, Prophet Jobs, you know, the, the English translation would, would translate to um, Prophet Job. He would, he was a, he was the leader of the town. And then he, he had a lot of wealth and, and some narrations say up to 12 children. And within a span of one or two years, he lost everything. He lost his position. He lost his children. All of them. Were, 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 were taken from him and he was outcasted from his city and then his wife would ask him why why are you so patient in, in the face of this child you know and the thing is for both from for both occurrences we are reminded of just one thing that Allah does not burden the soul more that it can bear we are also reminded of another thing that when we come into Islam you know this this life is not a life of rest it's a life it's a testing place you know and that we are tested within our capabilities so that we are elevated and so after they had made the treaty that was seemingly disadvantageous you know there was an Islam exploded because within the treaty they, there was one clause one small clause that we could preach Islam uh, we could start, mm-hmm. to start to preach Islam that's number one and number two in that story of Ayub or, or, or Job he replied to his wife Allah has given me decades of, of benefit and, and you know luxury and now he's just given me three years of pain how am I to ask for my Lord? You know, the kind of humility that he had. And, and then we also remind it as converts, we, are, we, we, we sometimes we think the same, right? We think that we come into Islam and we, we won't have challenge and like fairy tale ending happily ever after, you know? But we, we don't even know the source of our challenges. Like, like for you you, you, you think that my family is so close to me. Probably like if I was going to be challenged, it won't be my family, right? Probably like my ibadah or maybe my friends or something else. But indeed, Allah gives you the challenge that he knows or shake you. You yeah, know? that's right. It gives you the exact thing yeah, that actually I wanted to share this because I remember you sharing about you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually knows what is your breaking point. So I guess I mean yeah. sorry to interrupt, but I guess like um you know after that day of talking my like when, when my mother actually like broke down in front of me, um that was my breaking point I think. Because I remember breaking down also and saying, I'm like, mommy, like, stop. I cannot take it already. Like, all these things you're saying, like, I, 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 I don't know what to do also. Like, I feel like I want to give up also. You know, and I remember after that, I went to, and then I went to meet um, CC. And then I just felt like I could not go home. Like, I, I just felt like, you know, my mind is not with me right now. Like, like, I'm not sure what I will do. So, on the way, like, I had this, I guess, like, um, that, that, that night when I stayed out of my home for a while, I actually realised this. I, I came to this realisation, uh, like, that you can take away everything from me. You can take away my money, my, 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 my belongings, my, my possessions, my, even my family, up to my family, the people who have always been, like, closest to me. Uh, in this whole world, I, I feel like I have nothing without them. Uh. You can take away all that from me, right? But you cannot take away Islam from me. Yeah, that was a really big uh, realization that I had, you know. 
it's like you know it's like it's like when you when you have that realization and you are pushed to the extreme and you have that 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 uh realization from your challenges right it's like you you evolve from like a pokemon to the next stage <laughs> yeah that? from pikachu to what to raichu i think oh yeah right. sorry <laughs> um yeah so from that point on, right? Okay, I guess before that, I always thought like, okay, maybe my family, slowly I will deal with them. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was like, no, I know you won't talk to them. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to make, make it happen. Thank you for sharing about your struggles. Um, as easily as you run into challenges, as easily uh, the same challenges can destroy us and shake our and crumble everything that we have, right? Allah can also easily take away these challenges in a blink of an eye. As, as long as that one and a half months was for you, the subsequent two weeks was so easy because Allah has eased it for you. And after that conversation you had with your parents, um, you know, making sure everything was okay, things just went smoothly again. You know, yeah, that's right. Alhamdulillah. Like... I recall you telling us that you don't, you, you can't imagine how things would be okay. Like you, 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 you all, all you thought about was like, what if they don't want me anymore? You know, and then and and fast forward just one week later, just just one week later, seven days later, just a short time. You know, everything was okay, and and, and you're back to smiling the way you are. And and this is the power of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. He is not just the power, but he's also the solution. You know, and we record at night. We all, all we do is just just tell you that no one can solve your issues than Allah. Like no one can understand you better than Allah, and that's what we did. That's what you did. Exactly what you did. And and from then on, he you know he doesn't ask for what you you can't do. He just asks you for the best of what you can do. And once you show it to him, Allah is not one that is, he's stingy. He's a he's a generous God. He's he's someone who is who is uh, the grateful that if you were to give a little bit to him, he'll give you back a lot. Because he's he's grateful to, to you know of, of the things that you give him, so, subhanallah, you know what what a good learning point from the challenges and and for us listeners, out there, you know if you're having a challenge that perhaps you don't think anyone can understand what you're going through, there's one who can, and that's Allah, the same, the same Allah that has given you the same challenges that you're facing right now, the same Allah who is the solution to your challenges, you know the same Allah in which He will take you through everything. All this current challenge and all the challenges that you have in your life, and, and navigating family issues are difficult. Uh, we we understand that. I understand that as a convert, but truly the only way that we can get through this, and the only way that we can succeed in this challenge is to rely upon Allah. You know, He He is the mover of hearts. So at this point of time, uh, this was a great discussion, and I think there's a lot of learning points. And if there's any listeners who would like to reach out to Sis Amy, Sis Amira. To you know, ask her if about any questions you guys have uh, regarding your your challenges that you might think she has an answer to. Feel free to reach out to Commerce Central. We'll link you guys to them. But before we end the podcast, I'd just like to give some time to Sis Amira to give you know a, a short advice to any new convert who is interested in becoming a Muslim and might be afraid of the challenges that might come. I guess my advice would be to like what. Brother Siddiq mentioned to just have faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Um, I always believe in this tawaku. Is it correct? Yeah. Um, as I mentioned before, like you just take a step forward and place your faith in Him and He will provide for you. 
Yeah. Um, and also remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the one who's struggling more than the one who is perfect. And nobody is truly perfect lah, except for him. So always remember um, when you're standing in your your freshly bought telecom on this um, $5 prayer mat that you got at Duchet, trying to recite Al-Fatiha for the first time or trying to memorize the huruf alphabets, um, the Arabic alphabets and struggling to figure out which is which and trying to make all the sounds that your, you never thought your mouth would make. <laughs> you mem- remember that Allah's Father is watching you and like the angels are like um, writing down all the good deeds. He's watching you, striving, struggling, um, and he's loving you so much, you know, doing all, all the things that you are striving to do. Um, that is what keeps me going. And don't be afraid to reach out to people for help. To accept that sometimes you have reached your limits and that you need support. Uh, it's okay to like be weak in a sense, <laughs> to show your emotion sometimes. Um, nobody is stronger. Only Allah is the strongest. And, you know, it's okay to be human, to, to not know things. Um, it's okay to be doubtful sometimes and to be pessimistic, but remember that there is always like, um, there's beauty in everything um, there's beauty in the darkness um, and there's so much beauty in Islam as long as we you know we seek to understand it a little bit more and not you know just assume uh, and not just go by our assumptions uh. yeah. so just listen and understand with one another no matter what background we're from um, practicing, not, not practicing, or um, convert, born Muslim, or whatever. We're all humans and we're all Allah's Allah's creation. And remember that we all have the innate um, intuition to seek Allah. And that's most important. Alhamdulillah. Okay, thank you. Thank you once again for coming up on Common Central and sharing your stories and your challenges. It's been a pleasure to have you out uh, from the previous episodes. Um, the next episode will still be featuring Sis Amira because honestly, everyone in Comet Central and everyone around her just can't get enough of her wisdom and her sharings. So we're going to talk about something that is that we are eagerly waiting for its arrival, which is Ramadan. And we're going to talk about the preparation of Ramadan. So in the next episode, we'll talk about the intentions of Ramadan and, and some tips that can help listeners to prepare for Ramadan, inshallah. So stay tuned for that. But for now, Thank you, Sis Amira, for, for sharing your story. It's been a pleasure. It's been a privilege. And I pray that, uh, you know, your sharings really do benefit other converts, like how it's benefited myself. And it's my pleasure I- and my honor as well. <laughs> <laughs> Alhamdulillah. So uh, do keep Sis Amira in your du'as. And right now, we'll end the episode sure. by writing Tasbih Kafara and Surah Al-Asr. Subhanaka Allahumma bihamdika shahadu wa ya Bismillahirrahmanirrahim.